Hello once again and welcome to another episode of A Notion of Ontological Light and I'm your host Ron Wright. Uh, today I'd like to share with you um, two primary pathways of the mystic tradition. Um, so I'm going to talk today uh, about the positive and the negative way. <laughs> now maybe you're thinking, I'd, well I'd just like to hear about the positive way, but <laughs> Uh, both ways, uh, positive and negative, lead to the same end. So I just want to describe for you and talk a little bit about these two kind of pathways in terms of relating to experiencing God, experiencing the Absolute. And uh, through history, uh, Christian mystics have often been on one side or the other of these two camps, uh, the positive way and the negative way. So I'm going to share a little bit with you about these two perspectives because um, although they're rooted in, in history, uh, in terms of experience, a lot of people who are relating to God still find these two kinds of experiences quite modern in in their own situation. So I, I'd like to talk to you about these two ways. So uh, as, I, as I mentioned, the mystics uh, find two different pathways to God. One is a, a negative pathway and one is a positive uh, pathway. Both are intended to bring us to God. So let me just briefly talk about the negative path. The negative path simply means that we negate or um, see everything other than God as something that needs to be stripped out of our life. So in this path, we look at everything in our life and say, no, this isn't God. No, this isn't God. No, this isn't God. And we keep stripping away things that we realize are not God until all that is left is God. So, for example, in our uh, inward meditative or prayerful experience we may be experiencing certain thoughts and feelings and as we examine those we go you know what no that's not God those are thoughts about God those are feelings about God but that's not God so we strip away those thoughts we strip away those feelings we strip away experiences we strip away identities we strip away we just keep stripping away everything until we get down to all that is left is God. So that's why it's called the negative path. Um, discovering what isn't God and stripping ourselves away from that. The positive way is we start with God. And in starting with God, we fill up with God to the point that filling up with God pushes everything that isn't him out of the way, right? So in, in the one method, we strip, 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 strip until we get down to God. In the other method, we start with God and fill up, fill up, fill up, fill up with God until that measure of God pushes away everything else. So both pathways, whether it's the negative or the positive pathway, both end up in the same place. We either strip away, we start with everything that isn't God, and strip away everything until we get down to the bedrock of God. Or we start with God and fill up until that measure of God pushes away everything that is not him. 
But in both ways, whether it's positive or negative, we end up with God alone. So those are kind of the two different pathways. And I, I know I'm explaining this in a very simplistic way because I don't want to get into heavy theology on this so much today, but I just like to explain it as pathways. Now, uh, I could go through many scriptures that kind of point to both experiences. The Apostle Paul, for example, talks a lot about putting on the new man and putting off the old man. So in one way, we're putting something on that's positive, and on the other way, we're stripping away what isn't of God. So you, you see that in the book of Ephesians and Colossians. In both those books, Paul talks about put on the new man, right? And he, and he also talks about put off the old man with his practices. So again, there's the positive and, and the negative aspect. Um, in Psalm 139, David says something here that's very interested, a very uh, favored and familiar passage of Scripture. In Psalm 139 and verse 7, uh, David says, Where shall I go from your spirit, or where shall I flee from your presence? If I, <clears throat> if I ascend to heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in Sheol, <clears throat> you are there. So in other words, if I go to the highest height, you're there. If I take the negative route and make my bed in Sheol, you're still there. He goes on, verse 9, I will take the wings of the morning and dwell, if I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand will lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, that's kind of the negative path, and light about me be night, even the darkness is not dark to you, and the night is bright as the day, for darkness is as light with you. So one of the ways to summarize these verses is simply to say, whatever your pathway takes you, going to the highest heavens, going to the lowest depths, going into darkness or going into light. God's hand is there to guide us. Each one of us, due to our particular and unique temperament and personality and life experiences, will find kind of a proclivity to going into a negative path or, an, or a positive path, meaning we either ascend to God or go down into God. But wherever David is saying here, hey, whichever path you're taking, God's presence is there. If you go to the highest heights, he's there. If you go to the lowest depths, he's there. You try to hide in the night, it's like light to him, right? And so I, I just want to throw that encouragement out as we get into this today that you might be saying, well, what's the right pathway? I would say that the path is the one that you're on. And, and let God's hand guide and direct you there. So let me share a few things with you today about this negative way and this positive way and help you navigate a little bit in terms of experience. So as I mentioned earlier, many of the Christian mystics tended in their writings to describe their path to God or, or to the absolute in, in one of two ways, either via positiva, which is the positive way, or via negativia, which is the negative way. So it is helpful to understand these two vantage points in order to appreciate the 
varied experiences of those who have awakened to a relationship with God. And I don't think we should point fingers as to which this is right or this is wrong, but I think we should help everyone to engage themselves with God where they find themselves. So <clears throat> let's look at this first path, via positiva, the, the, the positive way. It's more commonly known. I mean, in this way, we define ultimate reality in the positive terms. God is beauty, goodness, love, virtuous, glorious. He is light. He's omnipresent. Talk about God's immensity, etc. All of these are positive terms to describe the presence of God. In this path, we look <clears throat> to dissolve the ego my false sense of identity by expanding the true nature of our ultimate reality which is that we are in Christ and we are in the life of God. So in this path, the positive path, the ego gets dissolved because basically there's no more room for it. <laughs> we get so filled with the positive aspects of God's life, his goodness, love, his glory, all of these things, that the ego just, there's no room for it anymore. And it, and it diminishes and gets smaller and smaller in terms of our experience. So we look to be absorbed, so to speak, into a much greater light of reality. So that's the positive way. We get absorbed into this wonderful, <clears throat> immense goodness, <clears throat> excuse me, and, and all the positive qualities of God. So that, that's the positive way. In, in via positiva, the positive way, the ego simply has no room left. It finds no longer a space to grow because we're not focused on it anymore. We hold in our vision a, a vision of God and we have faith in this ultimate vision of, of what we are in God and we see everything else as false like an unwanted weed it just shrivels the ego just shrivels up and dies because we're not feeding it anymore we're so caught up with God we have no time to feed the ego's desires and uh, delusions and so the ego shrivels up it just there's no room for it anymore. All our personal, you know, shadows are, are just driven away by the brightness of the light of God. All our wounds heal in the salve of truth. And all of our shattered, shattered pieces of personality return back to the bigger wholeness that we find in God himself. Now, on the other hand, this path of via negativa, which is the negative way, in this path, this is a path of removing everything in order to get to the bottom root of our own being and reality, which we end up finding is in God. In this path, every concept, mental concept or belief is dis discarded. Every veil of mental construction is tossed aside. It's a way of describing something by saying what it's not. Not this, not this, not this. God is not this, God is not this, God is not this. And we strip away, you know. This path denies that any mental concept 
um, or attribute can be used to describe God fully or ultimately. Terms can be helpful, they can be useful, but at the end of the day, every term we use is not God. And so we experience that in, in the negative way. We realize that most of our concepts, and, and this can happen very easily in, in the spiritual life, we end up fellowshipping with our concepts about God rather than God himself in his life. And this is, this is the, uh, the bane of the theologian, you know, who tidies God up in all of the boxes of his theology, all of the boxes of his concepts, and then ends up relating to the concepts and ideas when, in fact, God is such a big reality that all of the concepts that we have in, of him fall short of his own reality. And the, the negative way keeps us grounded in that humility. It keeps us grounded in the fact that, hey, we're, we're not as smart as we think we are. And there's something much more necessary than just knowledge about God. I think it was Madame Guyon who said, you know, God is known by loving him. He's not known by knowing, mentally speaking. He's known by loving. And so the negative path would, would convince us of that, that God can't be known intellectually alone. Unless we love God, our knowledge of him will never suffice. And so the negative way just denies any mental concept of being ultimately true. God is, is inevitable, right? And he can be loved, but he can never be fully explained. All concepts, all ideas are just a finger pointing to something, but not the reality itself. This was something, that, you know, the Buddha mentioned that... Um, if someone's pointing a finger as a way to the moon, don't get stuck looking at the finger. It's pointing the way to the reality, right? All of our concepts are just like that. They're fingers. They may be pointing the way, but if you gaze at the finger too long, you're going to miss all that heavenly glory of the moon, which is what the finger is trying to point to. So the goal is not to rest in the raft that we use to cross the sea, the goal is to get to the other side. And once you get there, you abandon the raft. And this is kind of the the idea of the negative way. So in the negative way, via negativa, God is, is not seen as infinite or finite being or non-being, a person or a non-person. Uh, whatever God is, he transcends all concepts, including all the possibilities of, you know, all the positive things. He even transcends that. We say, you know, I'm, I'm not my body, I'm not my thoughts, I'm not my identities, I'm not my internal formations. We say, I am what notices or witnesses or what's aware of all these things. I am the awareness in which all formations and compounded things arise and fall away. And in, in the, the negative path, we very much follow this understanding that most of what's constructed in our minds and feelings are just passing concepts and thoughts and ideas. They are not the reality themselves. And this is a very important aspect of the spiritual journey. So in, in via positiva, the positive way, the goal is to grow our true nature in our awareness and consciousness until you know the ego is displaced or transcended. 
we discover in our true nature the presence of God and his infinite life just essentially displaces and transcends all of the uh, elements of our ego and we we discover God in that way. In, in the negative path, the goal is to remove all that is the ego's delusions and all that is not ultimate truth until, you know, the only thing that is left is what lays at the core of our self-existence, which is God. As he loves us, we are brought into that existence. So, so which way is the true path? Well, as I said earlier, both. They're just really two sides of the same coin of spiritual experience. Often the path that is, is taken is based on personality or spiritual need at the time. I've known people who uh, needed to go the negative pathway. There was so much junk uh, in their experience, in their life. And it was so messed up that the only way to get to ultimate truth was for them to abandon all of those things and get down to the bedrock of God's truth. I've also known people who just frankly needed the positive way. They were so um, depressed and discouraged and felt abandoned. And so their way of finding God had to go through the positive way of building and building and building. So some people need the shadow work of the negative way. We all have shadows in our life. And some people find that the best way to take care of that is the negative way. Others need, you know, the, the, the greenhouse nurturing of the positive way. But in either case, the light that is found is the light that is God, who embraces all and heals all in his healing light. The, th the thing is, whether you grow up through consciousness into the light that is always shining, or you dig down through the darkness to discover the treasure that's always there, the end of the journey is an infinite bliss of consummation and the beauty of who we are in God. Now, there's a lot packed into that. Uh, so, so let me just re re say that sentence again, if I can re remember it all. Whether you grow up through consciousness into the light of God that's always shining, or you dig down through the darkness of your being to discover the treasure of God's light that's always there, the end of both of those journeys is the same. You end up in the light. You end up being consummated in the light and the beauty of who you are in God. Both ways are the art of love. And this I really want to stress with the message today. Both ways are the art of love. We love God so much we're in the negative pathway, willing to strip everything away until we just have him. In the positive way, we're so willing for God to invade our life with all that he is that there's nothing left for us but him. So both pathways are the pathway of love. Whether we're stripped of everything and have God left only, or whether God grows in us so that there's no room left for the self and the ego, both those ways are a way of love. Love removes your dirt and kisses your face. <laughs> 
the love of God disrobes your filthy attire and bathes your body and robes in light. Love heals up your wounds and affirms your well-being. Love pulls you out of the pit and sits you on a throne of glory. Love denies all that is false and love affirms all that is true. Let me say that last sentence again. Love denies all that is false and that's the negative way. And love affirms all that is true. That's the positive way. So in whatever way you go, the way, the negative way of denying all that's false, or you take the positive way that's affirming all that's true, you end up where God is because his love is what draws you and gets you and sustains you in his presence and company. So truth awaits at the door of anything negative or positive that you may walk through in this life. Just awaiting love's escorting work to bring you home. And this is what God is doing. You say, what's the right way to get to God? It's through Christ, through the love that God has for us in Christ. And in that love, God will do two things. He will strip away all that isn't him, and he will fill you with all that is himself. And this negative and positive aspect will continue to go on in your life, sometime in very small increments, <laughs> sometimes in very large, large portions. Sometimes you feel all that God is doing is stripping away things. Other times you'll feel that all that God is doing is filling you to the point you have to ask him to stop. <laughs> But you know, God is gracious and he's good and he knows each of our temperaments. He knows what we need. My encouragement to you would be just take God's hand. Let him guide you through your spiritual experiences. If you love him, then if you're going through something negative, it'll be helpful. If you're going through something positive, it will be helpful. But God will continue this work of stripping away and building up throughout your spiritual life and what we have to get to the where we have to get to is is the point where whether he's stripping away or whether he's filling us up we learn to rest in a work of God's loving hand God is loving us whether it's the positive path or the negative path we're going to end up where God wants us to be which is nothing but God amen <laughs> Thank you again for joining me on this episode of An Ocean of Ontological Light. I hope this uh, small explanation of the two ways gives you some insight into your own personal experience. And as always, take a deep dive into your spiritual heart and God's face will find you there shining back at you. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining and I look forward to talking with you again on the next episode. God bless.